casinos do, right? Casinos don't, they don't kick you out of the casino because you won. Hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh. Sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Walter. um, What are some good day trading psychology tips. The psychology with day trading is quite a bit different from other types of trading. So what do you think? What what makes day traders successful? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm working with one right now and she's, uh, she's pretty good. But um, there's a couple of things that come to mind. As I see it, taking a step back. And actually, um, Adam Hartley talked a lot about this at our conference in London, where he was talking about trading the lower timeframes. And this is, this is the reality, or I believe this is, this is my reality, what I've believe about trading is that when you trade the higher time frames, when I say like higher time frames, like eight hour, 12 hour daily, weekly, you have some advantages. One advantage is you don't have to be really, really spot on with your execution because generally speaking, you're going to have really wide, like really far profit targets. You're going to be, you're going to be making hundreds of pips in many cases with those higher time frames. So if you, if you get in a pip or two off of the ideal price or where you, sh- you know, quote, should have gotten in, you're okay. So the higher time frames make it easier in that sense that you can be a little bit sloppy and still be profitable. If you're training the lower time frames, that's not the case. If you're training the lower time frames and you're sloppy, you don't have to be that sloppy to go from profitable to not, not profitable, right? Mm-hmm. And same with your broker. Your broker can slip you, and which is typically what we see in the retail world, especially in Forex, where you will be slipped. And when you are slipped, um, it, again, it just it's just eating away from your, your profitability unless you do something to anticipate that or uh, counteract that. So I just want to get that out front. I think it, it's, it's better for most traders to start with the higher timeframes. And if they wish to trade the lower timeframes, eventually work their way down there. That is usually the, the path of least resistance, right? However, the advantage, and Adam talked about this at the conference, is that when you're trading the lower timeframes, you actually get instant or near instant feedback. If, if I'm trading the five minute chart, I'm going to know within a half hour whether or not that was a really good trade and, and how well I did in terms of that trade. That's not the case when you train the daily, right? It may be weeks before you know. So there's that. And then it's kind of like they say, you know, money amplifies your personality. So if you're like a really greedy, domineering person, and then you, you have the money, which is basically the power that enables you to be more domineering and more greedy, right? You know what I mean? Kind of amplifies. And that's sort of what goes on in the psychology aspect of trading, I believe, when you're trading a lower time frame. So if you have a problem with revenge trading, in other words, you have a, a trade and, and it's a loss. So then you double down on your next trade, take twice the risk to make back you know, that those losses from the previous trade. Those sorts of things if you're doing that on the lower timeframes, because you're getting this instant feedback and, you're, and you're, you know, you're, you're finding out immediately how good that last decision was, that's really bad. <laughs> and you, know, I don't need, you don't need me to tell you that. That's a tough thing to do, to overcome. All of those psychological things are going to bubble up and you're going to have to deal with them right away. The advantage of trading the daily charts or the eight-hour charts is you don't have to deal with those emotions right away. You can actually put it away and say, all right, I will deal with that later. I understand that I have these feelings of revenge trading and all that. So this is a long-winded way of saying the best traders 
for the lower time frame in terms of psychological makeup, temperament, all of this sort of thing, I believe are those people who are extremely self-disciplined. In mm. other words, people who are trained as athletes make really good people who are collegiate athletes or even professional athletes. It almost doesn't even matter the sport. It could be, you know, um, what do you call it when they have the bows and arrows? Archery. Archery, yeah. yeah. Archery or, you know, running or whatever. It doesn't really matter. If you have that mindset of like you're very, you know, motivated and you ha- you're regimented and you have a schedule and things like that. Because one of the problems with trading the five-minute charts is with Forex, you can trade it all the time. Or cryptos, you can trade it 24-7, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're all, like it's always there. So you need to have that specific time where you set aside, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So this is my long-winded way of saying, if you're thinking about trading the lower time frames, you need to be concerned about all of those trading issues you have because they're going to come up quickly. and You're going to have to deal with them. If you are not disciplined and regimented in your approach to your trading, those will come back. Those will hurt you badly. So it's almost always, in my opinion, recommended to start higher and then go down to the lower time frames. It doesn't mean you can't do it. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it's easier if you get the fundamentals down and then you know, on the daily chart and then work your way down to the one hour and the 15 minute and so forth. Right. And, and that's what we've seen over and over again. You know, it takes a, a, a special type of person who's highly disciplined and self-motivated and regimented who will do that. And that includes taking breaks because it's so psychologically exhausting. It means that you need to have time off. Like I've talked many times about the couple I know in Spain and they, they take the summers off. Right. So they trade, the one minute Euro chart every morning in their own little offices in their house. And they do it for three hours, every London open. And then at 11, 11 o'clock London time, which is not the same. I think, I think Spain actually is on a different time zone, more than whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, and then they, then they go and sail all in the Mediterranean. They go in the sailing all June, July, and August. They are not trading. Mm-hmm. So they're not trading most of the day. They're trading for three hours and they're, and they're, and they've got a good three months of vacation to look forward to every year. And that's the kind of thing I think that makes sense. If you're going to be really intense and trade those lower time frame charts, you need to have some sort of schedule like that where you have your, you know, your runs or your walk with your dog or, you know, your workout at the gym. And you know what I mean? It, it kind of fits in your schedule. It can't be something that's just always lying around, you know, kind of encouraging you to come down come over and uh, have a look, you know, sort of thing. That's, that's bad news. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, those are my thoughts. What are your, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree. I would add one thing. Another thing I noticed is that people who are good at day trading are pretty good. Usually at um, not thinking about the past, not dwelling on the past too much and just going forward and saying, okay, I didn't do so well that day, but you know, t- today's a new day and I'm just going to do something. Um, I'm g- going to do my best again. So I think that's another thing to either cultivate or if you have that, then that might make you a good day trader. But um, I think a lot of times it can be easy to get really wrapped up in your trades, wrapped up in losses, wrapped up in trying to make a lot of money quickly. So I think that's another thing to look at. Just, you know, if you're not the type of person who can really let go of things easily, then maybe day, day trading is not for you. Like you said, start on the higher time frames, and then kind of work your way down until you get to a point that's really comfortable. That's a great point. You know, you, what you said reminded me of, there's a guy named Peyton Manning, which people may not know outside of the US, but he's like a famous American football player. And his, his, he said that what he learned from his dad, who was also a pretty famous 
American football player was that he had to, he had to reset after every play. Mm. And I think it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, like he said, you have a bad play, you know, where you throw an interception, which is when you throw the ball to the other team. He said, he said it was always about going back to the sideline and resetting. Right. And if you look at the really good um, Olympic athletes as well, like the divers, you know, that do the spins and stuff in the air and the twists and all that, that's the same thing. Like if they have a bad dive, they, they completely reset. They let go of that and it's over because mm-hmm. there's nothing they can do about it. The judges have scored it and they're on to their next dive. So in another 15, 20 minutes or whatever, they'll be their turn to do the next dive. And it's all about the reset. So I think that's a really good point. People forget, you know, you can't do anything about what's, what's happened, right? You can't, mm-hmm. there's nothing to do. It's, it's, it's done. It's, it's sealed. So all you can do is put all of your energy, focus and attention on the next decision that you have to make the next execution that you have to make that's where you have your power your power is always on the next trade it's never on the trade that's been completed mm-hmm. now an open trade's a different idea right like an open trade you still have a bit of like you know what i mean but when it's done and it's locked in and it's a loss or a win or a break even or whatever that's it there's nothing you can do about it and the, and that's you're right a lot of the big problems that come up for traders is the fact that we're always kind of tweaking based on what happened in the last couple of trades Mm-hmm. Or the last trade in particular. So yeah, so the reset, I think that mentality of the reset is key. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, I think basketball players are probably the best at that, right? You watch like Steph Curry or LeBron or whatever, they'll miss like five shots in a row and then they'll still keep coming back and then they'll hit like, yeah. you know, five more in a row. So yeah, that's how, you know what? That's how I, yeah, I, I was testing a system last year. I'm still testing it. And it kind of, it, when I started testing it on a live account, small live account, it kind of went up a little bit and then it went mm-hmm. down and had a nasty drawdown for like, I don't know, four weeks, five weeks. Uh, and it trades not every day, but, you know, three times a week. It could it could trade every day. There's an order every day, but it usually trades about three times a week. So, you know, it trades fairly often. And um, well, for me, it trades fairly often. And what was so interesting was I wasn't even like because I had done my back testing on it. I wasn't concerned about the drawdown. I mean, I was mm-hmm. looking at it. I noticed it definitely. But I did, you know what I mean? I just kept like, kept putting the orders in every, every morning, put the orders in and here, and now here we are. Um, well, now it's up uh, nearly, you know, 48% or something like that since November. So November to March, whatever that is, four months or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. It's about 9% a month, a little bit better than that. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that, you know, if I had let my emotions run, I would have shut that trade system down after about five weeks. I would have said, mm-hmm. oh, it doesn't work. It's at a 21% drawdown, blah, blah, blah. This is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And But because I just kept chopping wood, chopping wood, keep going, now I can see it's probably going to be have a pretty good year. We'll see. I mean, we've got ways to go, but um, I'd be really excited to see what it looks like a year, you know, and next November. This year, when we get to November, which currently as we record this, it's like eight months away or seven months away or whatever, I'd be really curious to see where it is in a year. Cause I know there's going to be another drawdown just because we're at equity highs. Now doesn't mean we're not going to have another drawdown. We probably will over the next three weeks, most likely, you know, but mm-hmm. that, but that's like, like you say, it's just that mentality. Keep taking shots, keep taking shots. And that's what casinos do, right? Casinos don't, they don't kick you out of the casino cause you won. Right. Like if you're, if you're not yeah. cheating, if you got lucky and you win, they want you to come back. Why do they want you to come back? Because they have the odds in their favor. They know that as long as you keep playing blackjack, you're going to lose or you keep playing roulette or whatever you, you know you want on. They want as many as, of your plays as possible, because mm-hmm. the more plays you give them, 
the more likely it is that they win your money. <laughs> That's why you get free tickets to the casino, right? Free uh, suites and stuff like that. So yeah, it's the exact same thing and it's a great way to look at it. So I, yeah, really, uh, I really, uh, I really think if we can just make that mindset as traders, uh, a lot of good comes out of that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. Thanks, Walter. Thanks. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.